0: Hey, Brandon. Hey, Alan. And welcome to D Six Minutes, the Minister's Gaming Companion Podcast to Dice Over Everything, where we talk about a bunch of topics uh, for as long as the dice decide. All right, let's let's kick this one off with
1: our weekly topic of what have you been hobbying on, on this week? Ooh, I got a good one. For, got a lot of I stuff to talk you, about. I hear you opening a box. Four all right what's in the box then i we can all
0: hear it uh a lot of dice oh okay (laughs) we only need one for this podcast but sure all right so uh yeah that's what i took out so uh for this past little while i have uh finally uh got uh, arrived to the 21st century can you guess what that means well, you obviously know, because we talked about it a lot already. <laughs> it means you're living in, in the metaverse? Uh, no, I've taken I've gone and taken the metaverse and brought it to reality using a 3D printer. So I think at the very beginning of this year, uh, we did talk about the fact that I was pretty sure that I was going to get at, at least a few like 3D print sculpts and paint them. Well, uh, apparently that, that was definitely meant I was going to go buy a 3D printer. So that's basically what I did. And I have been printing a ton of miniatures and I have actually been impressed. Mm
1: -hmm. So I,
0: I basically bought the 3D printer because uh, I wanted a bunch of uh, prints and I couldn't find a good place to order them from. So from uh, mattstation.com. So they have these really cool like space Marine esque guys and I and I I thought they were really great and I wanted them but I couldn't really find a good place that would print them off right.
1: Yeah and you don't know the quality you're gonna get necessarily either.
0: <laughs> yeah so what I the next step I was going to do was I was go I was going to buy their miniatures uh, and then uh, like buy the, the STLs and then find someone to print them off high quality.
1: Yeah I've looked at a bunch of websites that offer that and it all looked pretty expensive. So
0: exactly. So I pulled that part off where I bought the the actual STL's, but then I was like, shouldn't I just buy a printer? And that's exactly what I did. Mm-hmm. So I looked out and basically looked up the the best, well there's a bunch of new printers that 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 came out that kind of triggered everything, right? There's the the Saturn 2 or something, we can talk about that later in another question if, if we if that's one of our questions. But like, mm-hmm. there was a new printer that came out. So I basically found the printer that had the highest resolution for uh, consumers, which actually has been out for like, a, almost a year now. Uh, it's the frozen mini 8k. And that's the one I bought. And it has exceeded my expectations in many ways.
1: Yeah, you showed me some of the sculpts. So this week I was also, I guess, dealing with 3D prints, but in a different way. I I did not purchase a 3D printer. I just purchased 3D printed miniatures because for the game we're working on, we want to try and use some, focus on using miniatures that aren't from just other games and from like independent makers. So I bought some printed online. I had to deal with prepping them, getting them primed up so I can print them because. We're approaching winter here in Canada, and priming outside, we're running out of days for that. So I crammed in paint priming 32 guys in one day last week. So
0: I actually just prime my guys at in my parents' basement. So I, you know, we live in apartments, so I can't really do that here, but my parents' basement, is fine.
1: Yeah, well, I just put lots of boards around on the balcony, and hopefully the wind doesn't like ruin the priming. So that's. That's what I've been doing, prepping lots of guys, painting them. So lots of sort of third-party Tau-looking guys, third-party Dark Elder guys, third-party some of the Space Marine guys that you gave me there. Definitely not Space Marines. And then a bunch – oh, some more Chaos Cultist guys too, primed up. But those ones were yeah. 3D printed. and
0: they I actually, were actually like – for for the not space marine space marines, their guns are way cooler than space marine guns. Oh yeah, they've got like negative space to them. Like yeah,
1: they're, they look
0: really cool. They're yeah, they're, the 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 actual guns are like if you tried to print that in a uh, or if you tried if you tried to like get a cast of that, it'd be a nightmare.
1: It would you'd be have so to have solid. you'd have to have like a top piece with like super spindly bits that sits on top of the gun. I mean, Malifo would, would, would do just it. Be,
0: it would just be uh, full plastic inside or something. It would be, it wouldn't be empty all the way inside like as a as a frame. It no. would just be solid plastic with indents, right? Cut it that's
1: through. usually that's usually what you see in sculpts. Anyhow, all right, on to our main topics of the day.
0: Sure, you want to go? You you said you had a bunch of questions.
1: So. Yeah, sure. On the note of the 3D printing again since I got a bunch of 3D prints and you gave me some of the 3D prints you first did, what are your impressions on the difference of, like, prepping the guys versus, like, because in traditional molds, you've got the molds, you've got mold lines to remove. Like, what are your initial thoughts on the difference of prepping?
0: (laughs) One minute. All right. So this is pretty quick. Uh, I, I love it. So the guys that I printed off have a little bit of some assembly required, just almost perfect. So yep. the great thing about 3D printing is you can print with negative space so you don't have these stupid like cut miniatures where they're cut on a sprue in a specific way so that you could make it a sprue, right? So or you, can you make have to your, your, your miniature with negative space in a sprue so it's like really weird ways to glue them together. Well, Whereas, and even if
1: even if it's a flexible mold, the mold still has to be able to come out of the thing somehow.
0: Yeah, yeah, if, if it's like a metal or, or a resin one, right? Whereas with 3D printing, I find it super great because you can still do some of the assembly if you have that, right? Actually, the, the ones that I had, I have to glue the head and the arms together and sometimes the backpack, right? So you do get some of that fun of assembling miniatures, but they're not super painful where you're trying to, like, get these two little joints with a third joint in between specifically so that they could make it look, you know, like have that negative space inside, right? You, oftentimes with 3D printers, they can just print that to make it easier for you.
1: Yeah. So the thing I found is because, I mean, we've been prepping regular mentors forever. Normally with mentors that come up with mold, you basically trace a line around the whole outside of the part where there's going to be like the mold line. You've got to file it off or scrape it off. With the 3D printed mentors, I'm like, Oh, I I don't go looking in the same spot. You actually just go sort of looking on the underside of the part, which isn't necessarily, it's just the underside of the direction it was 3D printed in and just go looking for all the nubs where it was attached and either just file them off or cut them off. And then you yep. go kind of, if, there's, if it's a bigger part and it's got a part above, you look above to see where the part may have had like something coming down or up to and just cut that off. So you kind of just go yep. look at the underside of the part for the most part. And then the yeah, top so still, yep. the top has almost no prep. It's,
0: yeah, I really like it. Honestly, like this mm-hmm. is one of those things that you don't think about the benefits of 3D printing until you're using them. And you're like, wow, this is great.
1: Yeah, well, it sounds like we can go on for like five minutes about this, but that's yeah.
0: our one. You may in a future topic. All right. So, next one. Uh, so, uh, I forgot. Well, I rolled four, but I forgot to, to, to ask the question. <laughs> so, uh, what do you prefer for rules? Uh, PDFs, wikis, book, or books, or something else? Four minutes for rules for for miniature game. All
1: right. Um before I could go on for longer about this yeah. but so books I honestly because I end up with so many I've had so many books over the era that they just kept piling up and at some point it just became annoying to have them all and and when you've got games where they make mistakes in the rules <laughs> and when they've printed the rule book, I'm talking about games yeah. workshop games. I know what you're laughing at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the rules clearly are not as workable as they should be, and the game companies like, well, we printed this book. It's stuck here. We can't change it. Wow. When they do, when we've played games that are just PDF-based games, they just go back and they change them, and then their yeah. game and the game is fixed or the wording is fixed. So, just from that perspective of moving into the future, I like I like having PDFs from the standpoint of them being able to fix errors. So that's my first part.
0: Uh, more but for, yeah sure uh for me uh i guess we'll get the first parts out of the way i love all of them uh but i prefer books i i like the permanence of it i like the, the putting it on my shelf and specifically though you're right that like when i keep the books i keep books like rule books i lo- it's basically i like to collect them it's another thing to collect and I like to collect ones where I could look back and I could possibly, like, play it, right? And that means that, you're right, the rules have to be better written. So even if, like, let's say you have a rule, a, a game where there's errata and there's PDFs, that's fine as long as, I, I, I'm fine playing with, with those those kind of erratas, right? Because once you play enough, you're not even playing from the rules and, and, and the PDFs anyways. You're playing from, you know oftentimes most of it is from memory um so to me though the having that book as that that piece of of history and that tactile feel and looking through the book i really enjoy and if it was if everything was just pdfs and and wikis i don't think i would would enjoy it as much
1: yeah so i i prefer having the pdfs just because i don't like things taking up space but honestly, when I go to the store and play, let's say, Frostgrave, and you've got a new mission that's coming up, yeah. or even thinking about the game store, I would often, when we had more people showing up to play Infinity, I would just print off the rule package for the missions so yeah. that people could pull it out and you both read it rather than people being like, oh, i got to find this on my phone, and we'd go play Frostgrave. I only own the PDFs, so I only show up with the two pages of the missions where I'd, I'm looking at but when we're playing the game, I don't want to read that. I just want to grab somebody else's book and read that. Yeah. Or if we're doing, like, Treasure afterwards, want to grab the book. Even though I could use things off my phone, yeah. selfishly I just grab somebody else's book at the store. So, honestly, I think the real answer is I like the books, but they're just – they have a, <laughs> Cause
0: it depends on the game, though, as well, right?
1: It's true. If you were just playing – like, if the missions weren't that in-depth and you're just playing a game and you know everything, mm-hmm. the – the wiki is actually better if you've got a super deep game with tons and tons of rules where the rule book actually gets too big. So it, it honestly depends on the game, but
0: yeah, I think it is, I guess it depending on, because I do for, for example, infinity, right. The other game that we spent a lot of time playing, um, the, the wiki is amazing. I love the wiki and I much prefer the wiki over the PDF. Mm-hmm. Um, but the great thing about PDF is you can download it to your phone it can be permanent for when you, you take things around but like the wiki and and basically they have that same kind of wiki like thing with the apps that they have it's like an internal thing that you download it, it acts the same kind of way to me and it's not really a PDF um, I really like that as well right it's auto updated and everything like that so to me like if I was gonna choose it would be wiki or, or book. Um, but I, I vastly prefer the book for most of my games, and 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 as as we get older and and, and you know we play a bunch of different things. I just like having those different books out there and taking them off the shelf Yeah, I keep telling myself I'll buy a
1: a tablet to make the best use of the PDFs, but I never do. Anyhow.
0: All right, so we got should be one more topic, right? So we did four. Yes, yeah, we've hit nine. More. Yep. All right, so next topic.
1: Uh, it, in reality, I feel like there's only a minute left, so I shouldn't like use a topic I want to turn big. But in reality, these, six, I yeah. know these topics are random, so this shouldn't matter. So going to like storing things on that mm-hmm. topic, what do you think is the best method for storing unbuilt miniatures, a.k.a. the pile of shame? Like, how should you store it, not how do you store it?
0: Six minutes. Oh my god! There you go! You should have chosen the longest topic. Alright, so... No,
1: no. I thought this deserved a long time. And I okay, didn't want enough. it to be squeezed down to
0: one. I think... For your pile of shame... I like just keeping them in their box. Uh,
1: mm-hmm. But
0: then... Having those boxes... In another storage box. And I found the... Uh, paper... The, the best one for that, besides Games Workshop boxes... Because those things are so freaking huge is uh the what do you call the paper boxes the the office paper boxes that you get from like office depot or or Staples or something right oh just like filing boxes yeah the filing cabinet boxes Mm -hmm. those are great just put in tons of boxes then you play a little bit of tetris and put a bunch of them in and then you'd like pile them in your closet and you put them there
1: because those things are basically stackable they're not like
0: yes and then they're, they're stackable. They fit a bunch of stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. I, games Workshop boxes, they like the big ones. They just uh, they themselves are the box, so you don't have to put those in boxes. But that's that's yes. basically how I like to do it. You're
1: and, thinking about their box game size boxes.
0: Yeah, they're box games.
1: But those are basically full of miniatures already. So if you have like a collection of things, so you're thinking, so you're you're thinking. I don't trick
0: them. I put I keep them in the boxes. that yeah, Put yeah. them into the the bigger boxes uh, so that. It's just like each one is in a chunk and it's easy to kind of take things down and like look through them. Because if if you're just all loose boxes, they become like it's a lot of boxes. It's a lot, lot of space. Fun. It could be fun to like basically inside your, your closet you have your own like store shelf with mm-hmm. all of this all of this, this this product that you haven't opened that you can just like take up and look. You have your own like blister rack inside like, your closet. I've
1: got I've fun. got I've got one layer of shelf that's just storage of like the boxes the things came in so i think going back to what you said before like the concept is you should probably put things together by their project then was that where you were getting at like uh, by the uh, army I, they're going to go in yes. or
0: yeah I, okay. I usually do it by uh brand but
1: yeah a brand okay not down to it the army level
0: it, it ends up being the same thing right
1: okay all right i'm just thinking of some of the guys i've ended up amassing for future armies. And I basically pulled them out of their packaging and then put them into one of the bigger boxes, yeah. essentially. But I don't necessarily always find the things. I don't know what box I always put them into. That's what so That's why I'm like – that's why I wanted to ask. Like, I don't know if this is the best system because I know I've put them so into I a box of something related, but it's not –
0: yeah, I used to, and I, for, for a lot of my Infinity, I would, like, wash all of the miniatures at one time, right? Clean them all off and then put them back in the box, and then I would, you know, shrink it down. And I still kind of do that every once in a while. But when I do that, I put them back into one box. But you need to write down what's on that box or you will not be able to find it again. Because for the longest time, I lost my Hackers Lab remotes because I put them in a box, and that box, I don't know where it, where I for the longest time I couldn't find it and I didn't know where I put it and so terrible.
1: Yeah, I started doing that. I'm probably not using big enough boxes because there's if you think of the the boxes that Infinity comes in, which is like two thirds the size of a Kleenex box, maybe maybe even yeah. smaller. Nice, Yeah, I basically put a bunch of guys in there. The thing is, I also prime my guys on these same boxes by putting the guys on the boxes. So I did go and I labeled those boxes. But then I put miniatures on them and then I spray prime them because they're good. The boxes are good to just put like six guys on. I don't
0: on. know what's inside them.
1: So I no longer just know what's inside them because I sprayed so over put it all on the miniatures. And I have to turn the box upside down, which I don't want to do because all the miniatures get like really tossed around. So obviously the system's not working. I've got to come up with another system for this.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, I think you could put it on the front of the cover. Like not on the bottom of the box, but on the front cover. Because you, you open the box and you spray it, right? But you spray mm. it on top?
1: Yeah, I put are the guys exposed? on top. of. I put the guy, They're basically, what we're talking about is like cardboard boxes that are kind of like yeah. two-thirds of the size or yeah, less than half you, the size of the clean box. You close the
0: box and then put the miniatures on top and then spray them? are no, you afraid they're going to fall off?
1: No, there's other things inside these boxes while I'm spraying on the top of the box.
0: Uh, <laughs> do, you, do you use sticky tack to put them onto the box so they don't fall off?
1: No, because because I actually start priming the guys by having them laying down on their face, so you can prime the underside a bit. Because I'm I spray prime, so you not can't just brush under. So yeah. I, how I start priming is the guys are laying face down, so I hit the underside of the model first, mm-hmm. and then I tip them up because you don't want to tip them down once you've got like tacky primer on the front of them. Yeah. You start with them facing down, spray under, then turn them upwards and then finish priming. That's why I put a couple guys I on each box. No,
0: I'm not following at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. thing. But it definitely sounds like it's not working. Nope. Um, another thing that... Uh, oh, shoot, we, you talked so much about your weird way that I forgot what I was going to say.
1: The weird priming method?
0: Sorry. not yeah, weird. weird prime method. It's not really about stacking boxes and stuff like that. Uh, or, or, or storing just- your your pile of shame.
1: It's how I ruined my storage method.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. What was I doing? Honestly, I can't remember. Running out of the time. We got like 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to talk about? About how you how the best way to store your things that besides no. your terrible uh, system. No, I think your system's
1: probably the better way because then you can just it's just
0: more fun too.
1: Yeah, you can go look in it and see all the see all the boxes that they came in. And if you ever want to get unbox
0: it, and then like it's just fun to unbox it and then, then do it right away. I and, if you,
1: like, and if you want to get rid of the project, you want to sell it off. They're still in the boxes, and you can just sell it off.
0: Yeah, I feel like the best way to do it now is definitely to lay like create a store shelf in your closet, and keep the prices on, and have every like I have a price sticker on it. and It should say free. Uh-huh. Then you can take it off. Or maybe you put the actual price in and then you know, whatever. That way it's easy to sell it afterwards. But that I think is the most fun. So you can like go and say, hey, which one are we gonna open today? And then you take it out and you open it. That'd be fun.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. That is basically it for this uh, edition of D6 Minutes. So we've got a bunch of questions, but we need more because I think we've talked about it uh, before that we are trying to catch up with D6 Minutes to Dice Over Everything main podcast. So we're doing a ton of questions. A lot of the next few few podcasts are going to be this question format. So if you have questions, please send them to us at contact at diceovereverything.com.
1: Yep, yeah, or find us on Facebook where dice over everything.
0: This has been Alan.
1: Yeah, it's been Brandon.
0: Bye.